Hey there, you're listening to the Soul Survivor New South Wales podcast. Here is some great Bible teaching from our More Than a Song 2016 conference. For more information, go to our website, soulsurvivornsw.org.au. Enjoy! King David, and we've been bringing up some other things like justice and singing and the gospel. as other themes of what it means to be more in the song and where we'd like to land tonight as we all head, all of us will head home after this uh, amazing week. I'd love to bring up the, the, uh, the theme of more than a sacrifice because one of the things as you grow up following Jesus is that unfortunately we can think that, oh, Jesus wants me to have a quiet time and a quiet time or is like a devotion or a Bible study every day and then he wants me to be nice to everyone and then I need to give money to people and then I need to go to church and then I need to go to youth group and I keep thinking if I just keep making all these sacrifices to Jesus, oh, that'll do it, that will be what he wants from me. But if you've got a Bible and you'd like to turn up to a book of Big One, Name called Samuel. So there's 1 Samuel chapter 15. It's in the Old Testament. Do use the index. That's what it's there for. Or open in the middle and go left until you come to the roundabout of 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. And I have one verse to read. All right, that wasn't that exciting. And that's fine. That is fine. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Samuel, who was the prophet at the moment, is about to say to Saul, who was the king before, something. And this is what Samuel says to Saul. Does the Lord, our Lord, delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. If Noah, Noah who? Noah, the guy with the big archiarchy, and how many went in twos? Oh, actually, I just ruined that. It always happens in pairs. Uh, If Noah did not obey the voice of the Lord, we wouldn't be here. If Moses did not obey the voice of the Lord, we wouldn't be here. That means that if he didn't, Moses didn't obey the voice of the Lord with the Red Sea moment, sorry, with the Red Sea moment, if he did not obey the voice of the Lord, we would have been stuck at the Red Sea. But he obeyed the voice of the Lord. And what happened? All right, no one's read that story. What happened? It, just like, thank you, (laughs) parted. Thank you. You said parted. Parted. If Mary and Joseph, the mother and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, did not obey the voice of the Lord over their life, what could have happened? But they did obey the voice of the Lord. If the uh, follower of Jesus called Peter did not obey the voice of the Lord in his life, Jesus said he was going to build his church upon his people with Peter being the first leader. 
Then there is a guy called Paul in the Bible. If Paul did not obey the voice of the Lord in his life, how many more people would not have heard the gospel? My dear friends, listen to God. God does not delight in all these things that you want to give up for Him and to give to Him. God delights in you and being with you and doing life with you. And when He says, walk, walk. When He says, share, share. When He says, be quiet. When He says, dance, stay still. When He says, yeah. Uh, when He says, pray, pray. We are a people in relationship with God. God is not interested in how much you can give up for Him. God is interested in you and being with you and walking with you. He wants to do this life with you. God wants more than a song. He wants you, all of you, with Him. In Mark chapter 3, Jesus is meeting with a small group of people. In Mark chapter 3, verse 31. He's meeting with a small group of people in a house. And outside of the door at that moment is Jesus' mother and uh, brothers. And uh, someone says to Jesus, Jesus, don't you want your, your mom and your brothers to be in here with you? And he says this very full-on moment. He says, the, the, my, father, my mother and my brothers and my family are they that do my will. This is not about hype, a conference. This is not about just getting excited. This is about Jesus and being with him and for him. And he is longing for a people, you and us together, to be a people who hear his voice and do what he says, not so that we can have a story to tell, but so that he can have you with him. That's the point of obedience in the same direction with God. Not that you end up with a story to tell, not that you end up with a photo to put on the wall and say, I've done this. God is not interested in that. God is interested in you, being with you. I find obedience hard. I find it hard in the very smallest of ways, like the shopping list. When you get to my age, 32, oh, I see, you're feeling a bit honest. All right, 44. And uh, when you get to my age, you play little games with shopping lists because when you get around my age, that's kind of where life is at. Basically, it's mowing the lawn and it's woolies. Hey? What did that mean? What? Oh, Coles or IG. IGA, or wherever you want to go. Aldi, there's nothing good at Aldi. Ah. Aldi, I see. Okay. Is this being recorded? Does anyone work for Aldi? It's a great place. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> right. At my age, shopping list. So one of the games you play with shopping lists, to make it a bit more interesting, is when you take the list up to Woolies, you write some funny things in there for others uh, so that you might get better things than what was on the shopping list. Fruit and veggies, right? So I like throwing in Milo, two kilos. 
and put that in the list and see if it comes back. Do you, are you, have I got any Milo friends in the house tonight? Woo! When you do your Milo, do you do that much milk and the rest of powder stuff? Yes? Come on! It's like chocolate mud. Right. Anyone who does it with water is weird. That is... Okay, anyway, I got that off my chest. So one time with the shopping list, I was going up. I wasn't thinking about it. I go in the aisle. It's 10 o'clock at night. Everyone's grumpy in the store. And there in the middle of my list is evaporated milk. I'd never heard of evaporated milk. I thought, ha, 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 evaporated milk. Yeah, I'm going to walk up to the freezer and look, it's gone because it's evaporated So I went up to the person in the aisle who was grumpy. I said, hey, hey, hey. I did not. So I went, oh, excuse me. Can you tell me where evaporated milk is? He said, yeah, it's in aisle four, buddy. Halfway down, look at below. That's where it will be. And I felt stupid. <laughs> I hate obedience in those times. It makes me feel silly. There was another time I find it hard to stick up for my core convictions in life. I've grown up in a church. My dad was an Anglican minister. And so basically we lived off other people's food that they didn't want. Thanks, everyone. It was really helpful. And, uh, and the other thing was church cordial and biscuits. Whenever it ran out, someone would run across the car park into the hall, open the door. There she was, orange cordial. And family assorted biscuits. Monte Carlo, seriously, it's like chewing a brick with chewing gum inside it, isn't it? Mm. I'm getting things off my chest tonight. That's all, though. Okay, so I grew up in Cordial. Rugby World Cup, when was that in Sydney? It was in 2000 and who cares? There was a Rugby World Cup, and to build... To build a bridge with my brother-in-law, who liked rugby uh, at the time, I thought I'll go along with him. So as I go along with him at Sydney, absolutely jam-packed. Everyone's over 40 because that's only who's interested in rugby. And so, oh, honestly, seriously. And surfing is way better, isn't it? Thank you, all three of you. So standing in the long line, there's the two security guards. Oh, that hurt. There's the two security guards with the trestle tables doing the bag search. I didn't think anything of this because in my life, I'm very happy with what I drink. In my bag, I've got my drinks because who's going to pay 12 bucks for Coke? Coca-Cola in the... In the <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what are you clapping for that? Fanta. I get up. He says, open your bag, mate. So, as all Australians talk. So, I put it on there. I open it up. I'm still not thinking what's happening. I'm actually not even thinking about that I could smuggle anything in. I'm a church kid. I lit on cordial and biscuits. So, that's my life. That's all I know. So, I open the bag. I'm 40 years old. He has a look and he pulls it out. And he says, what's that, buddy? And I said, it's cordial. He's like, Sorry? I said, it's cordial. And he said, no, it's not. And I went, fire out, man. It's cordial. 
And he goes, all right, then open the lid. I thought, this is getting a bit much. And the queue is getting bigger and bigger. So I open the lid. I said, there you go. He gets it up to his nose. He turns to his mate and shouts, this guy has actually got cordial. I do find it hard to be obedient to my inner convictions in life. Do I have any cordial friends in the house? (laughs) Wonderful. I find it hard to obey the voice of the Lord. I really, really do. In 2007, having just minding my own business, having a boring, quiet time upstairs in my house, sitting there with God... And the idea comes to mind, what about one day, and this is in 2007, what about one day we send 40 teams to 40 towns? And I went, whatever. And I wrote it down, closed the book in 2007. In 2010, my team had to make a decision about what to do in 2012. And I thought, I had an idea back in 2007. It was probably uh, empowered by Cordial at the time. And I opened it up and I shared it with the team. What if we do 40 teams to 40 towns? And they said, let's do it. I took it to the board. My, I got a board. A board is like a group of people, elders sitting around. And I said to them, what do you reckon that we do this? And they said, let's do it. I love ideas at let's do it stage. When it comes down to sending 480 teenagers to seven different towns around New South Wales, basically running seven conferences at one time, I thought that was dumb. But everyone kept, sound, kept saying, it sounds silly, but it sounds like the Lord. That's how Soul Survivor in the UK and around the world was birthed. What do you mean? It came when a, a fellow called Mike Pilavachi went to his boss and said, I have a vision that one day, what if we ran a conference for young people, to train young people to do the stuff of God's kingdom. And his boss said, it sounds crazy, but it sounds like the Lord. I do find it hard to follow through on obeying the voice of the Lord. I really, really do. And here's the good news though. God is not interested at all in you doing this by yourself. He's not interested He's not interested in you obeying his voice by yourself. Jesus Christ has come and died on the cross and risen again and breathed upon us and given us the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the gift of God, empowering us to do the works of God for the glory of God. The Holy Spirit loves to gift us to do the works of God for the glory of God. He, the Holy Spirit, with the Father and the Son, leads us. There's an apostle, uh, I'll say his name's Paul. A guy called Paul who wrote a lot of the New Testament. And he talks about, um, in Galatians and Ephesians, to walk by the Spirit. To live by the Spirit. And then you'll see the fruits of the Spirit in your life. For me, my story, very quickly, of meeting the Holy Spirit... Was I was a little bit, um, I met Jesus when I was little, in a sense of hearing about all the stories about him. And then uh, at 15, through trying to uh, evangelize someone else, I gave myself to Jesus. Excellent. Uh, 
And then at 19, our church, for the first time, started realizing that there was a third person of God, the Holy Spirit. So they started opening the Bible, John chapter 14, John chapter 16, Acts chapter 2, and telling us about the Holy Spirit. Well, I had no idea what you were talking about. I knew shepherds and sheep and angels, and I knew how many bricks were on the wall in church. Right? That's all I knew. I didn't know the Holy Spirit. So anyway, my dad, who was the preacher at the time, gets up and he shares about the Holy Spirit. And then he says, whoever would like to come forward, why don't you come forward? And if you don't know him, why don't we say a prayer for you and you get to know him better? And I said, no way. I'm not doing it. I didn't say it aloud, just like you, just in there going, mm -mm 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 -mm. not going to the front. Crazy people, only people with problems go to the front. I've got problems, but I'm not going to the front. Week number two comes around, preaches the second part of the series. At the end of the talk, says, whoever would like to come to the front, come forward and receive prayer. People did. People went forward. I was like, no way. Me not doing it. So I didn't. On the third day. No, no, the third week. On the third time. He said, whoever would like to come forward for prayer. And I was like, no way, Jose. I'm not coming forward. I don't care what you say. I'm not coming forward. I'm not going to become crazy. I don't want to be a weirdo. I am very happy with just Jesus. And I don't want to do anything. And I don't want to do anything. And this is just like internal. Do you have internal brain? Yeah? Yep. There's a brain there. And you're, you're great. And I was going, oh, I don't want to go forward. I don't want to go forward. And then oh, I'm going forward. And I go at the, the, the kneeling at the rail, and I knew it would happen. An old lady came out to pray for me. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. That's what always happens. An older person comes out to pray, and I thought, this is going to be awful. She's going to go on and on about other things not to do with God, because that's what happens. I knelt down. As she started to pray for me, I repented of my attitude towards her. I love, I love my nan-nans. And uh, as she prayed for me, I knew it would happen. I knew it. I knew exactly that would happen. What do you mean? What would happen? Nothing happened. Ripped off. I went all the way forward for nothing. That is slack. Slack, slack, slack. Meanie. Next week comes around. Person leads worship. And we start singing these songs that are more about saying to Jesus that I love you. And previously, I'd be like, I don't even know what's happening in singing. That week, I found myself watching what other people who were having a better time than me. I thought, all right, they're closing their eyes. I'll close my eyes. Ooh, there's a lifting of the hand. I will lift my hand a little bit. <laughs> and I will start singing, Jesus, I adore you, and so forth. The following week, I would find myself wanting to go to the first prayer meeting in my life. I didn't like prayer meetings, standing around in a circle, praying really long prayers. I didn't want to do it, but I found myself wanting to go to a prayer meeting. I'm 19, and I'm a boy in a prayer meeting. It wasn't adding up. Someone said, do you want to go on a beach mission? That's a mission on the beach. I went, sure, I'll go on a mission at the beach and I went to Kayama Beach Mission for seven years and I served there with God for seven years 
And all these things were happening that previously were not until I went forward and a little old lady prayed, come Holy Spirit upon Matt. And what the Holy Spirit, what it says in the, what the Holy Spirit, what it says in the Bible about him, he will come, he will lead you, and you will love God. Romans 5, 5, God has sent his spirit, poured out his spirit into our hearts that we may know his love. Very paraphrased, it's Saturday night. Also, in Acts chapter 2, you will not, don't, Acts chapter 1, sorry, do not go out and do anything for me until the Holy Spirit, you've asked someone to pray, the Holy Spirit, come upon Matt and then go and do mission. We are called to be a people who will obey the Lord, obey the voice of the Lord. And that, that's the voice of the Lord, of course, is the, I've got a Bible here. It's the Scriptures, the Bible. This is the voice of the Lord. He's told us all that we need to know. And in this, he tells us to have a personal relationship with God. And we personally follow him. Follow his lead. Sometimes we get it wrong. Two nights ago, I, uh, if anyone was here, I sensed in the singing to come up and invite anyone who wanted prayer for the Holy Spirit to come into the aisles. And yeah, 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 no one came. And I just went, ah, man, drongo time, right? I felt silly. Then I get a text 10 minutes later. Buddy, I'm sorry I didn't go in the aisle, but I got some prayer at the back. And then another band member said, yeah, I was doing that already. And I just sense in a relationship with God, He doesn't lead me down path to humiliate me. He just wants me to learn to get to know His voice and trust Him in the little things and maybe in some bigger things. But it's not about the little and the bigger, it's about God. And God wants to know as we go home, will we obey Will we be a people who, like the Lord, delight in obeying His voice and asking the Holy Spirit to come upon us every day of our life that I may follow the Lord in obedience? King David, and this is, I am finishing, King David, the thing that was written on his gravestone says it in the Bible, he was a man after God's own heart. Did David get it all right? No. But he'd said in his heart, I will be after what God wants, what's on God's heart. Not because I'll become famous, not because then things will be written about me. I just want to be where you are, God. I just want to be with you. This is what we've hoped to convey over the week with you. This is what we've hoped to convey over the week with you, that more than a song, the song in itself is not what you have required, Lord. You deserve much more. You deserve all of me. Let's stand.